welcome to Table Manners for this special bonus episode. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with Mum. Hi darling. Hi, and this episode is brought to you in partnership with Sainsbury's, our faves. My absolute favourite. What's on the menu tonight Mum? Darling, I'm so excited. Why? This is my idea of absolute heaven. Sainsbury's have done the cooking for you. Have done the cooking (laughs) for me and sent the most beautiful autumnal range. I think autumn's my favourite time of year anyway. Well, I like, I'm kind of nicking it from Nigel Slater, but he says that autumn is the best time to cook. And I do believe that. It's seasonal, it's like lovely comforting. But it's also our birthdays in the autumn. Yes. And we always like that. So Sainsbury's have a Taste the Difference Autumn Edition range. Oh, it's beautifully packaged with little leaves on the outside, autumn leaves. And actually, before we get into what we're eating tonight, I've actually tried before the Taste the Difference chicken and douche and kale soup and it elevated the, you know, midweek soup. It me. elevated kale for you, darling. It may elevate kale for you, Mum. Okay, good. But so, okay, so look, Sainsbury's have sorted it out. That's why you're so calm and I'm collected. absolutely relaxed. I've not done anything. Actually, I might, might turn the oven on in 10 minutes. <laughs> So, okay, so what are Sainsbury's cooking for us today? First of all, they've sent some delicious truffle hummus. I don't think I've ever tried a truffle hummus. Neither have I, but it looks fabulous. So we've got some truffle hummus to start with. Well, and also, this is quite a USP, Mum. What? Taste the difference truffle hummus is the only fresh hummus containing truffle on the market. In the whole universe, I think. Are we the first people to try it? No, I don't think we are. And there's a pumpkin spiced hummus, which is beautiful with pumpkin seeds on the top. Darling. And then I'm going to put in the oven a lemon and thyme infused chicken crown. I love a turkey crown, so I've ne- I don't think I've ever had a chicken crown. I, I did it once before and you loved it. So I've got a, a lemon and thyme chicken crown served with mm. truffle mashed potatoes. Have you ever had that, Jessie? Taste the difference. Truffle Maris Piper mashed potatoes? No, I have not, Mum. Now, if anyone's vegetarian, because I'm not quite sure that Laura eats... So our guest tonight is Laura Jackson, who's a very good friend of mine, but also a massive foodie. She's a massive and a hostess. And a hostess. And her husband, John Gorrigan, who's a fantastic photographer, is a veggie. So I know that Laura quite likes to have chicken out. and Well, we're going to have the chicken out, but there's also Taste the Difference truffle and Grana Padano tortelloni. Oh, what? We're having a little starter, Mum. We can have that as well as the camembert and the crisps and the hummus. What's for put? A winterberry compote crumble. Darling, this is probably the easiest meal. And this is why And the most delicious gourmet taste the difference menu. Only the best for our Laura. Yeah. So Laura is the most perfect guest for this episode with Sainsbury's as she is the queen of hosting. I know. She is an encyclopedia of everything that's stylish and right for the home. I'm a bit worried about that. And food. Laura Jackson is a television Did Laura presenter. Laura know her stuff? I'm going to ask her how she learned all about this. She is the queen of hosting and she's launched Glassette her new interiors e-commerce shop which is going to be the place to go for homeware and if you follow Laura on Instagram then you will know her taste is impeccable in food and style and homeware so with no further ado put the oven on and pop that crown in I always have my crown at the ready (laughs) very good
Jackson, queen of hosting and all things fabulous. You are here at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. A fan of table manners. <gasps> Big fan. A Big fan. I'm here. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> You're here. Does someone cancel? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Wow. Um, maybe. Uh, um, I hope you've got all your answers prepped, but how are you? Have you even had time to think about anything? Because I know you've been working so hard. Um, yeah, no, I have. Yeah, everything's just, everything comes at once, doesn't it? And I think launching a business, um, and I'm going away to film a television show for a whole month, and it, which I'm really excited about, but like, you know, when you're uh, like away from home for a whole month, um, it's Wait, kind you'll of... you'll be able to pop back? No. Where tell mum what, 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 what the show is. It's called um, The Great Big Tiny Design Challenge for Channel 4 with Sandy Totsvig, who is the best. She's tiny. Yeah. (laughs) She's not She's tiny, but she's not tall, is she, darling? Big deal. She's a little tiny, but she... She's tiny in stature, but But big and immense in... Yeah, she's amazing. I'm so, so excited. So what is it? Like a competition? Yeah, so it's a competition show. It's kind of interiors but on a miniature scale that's all I can say it's coming out um in spring and yeah we're away for a month filming at this massive amazing house in Exeter which is really 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 exciting but it's kind of a close set because of covid so I'm down there filming for a month (gasps) what about your babies I know I know quite nice to have a whole month of good sleep (laughs) I am not gonna lie just the thought of I get up every morning now at literally about 10 to 6 every day and I do like an hour of work in the morning have a coffee just have a bit of a oh you're getting yourself up at that time yeah yeah okay. you like it... half you like an hour on your own yeah otherwise I just don't get a minute yeah, I used to do that but okay so you're going to be going and shooting this yeah I wonder what the catering's going to be like oh my god that's the first thing I asked obviously and I'm terrible if I know it's someone's birthday I'm going to a restaurant the first thing I'll do Google I'm the, the same restaurant. as you I'll Google the restaurant I want to know what I'm ordering I want to know what I'm having if I t- talk to anyone about oh I went here I'm like oh what did you eat what was the food like I'm kind of a, yeah, we, we do that a lot, don't we, when we have conversations? I mean, you are, I've been on holiday with you once, and it's going to hopefully not end at that one rainy, wonderful week oh, in you've Cornwall. In, you've invited me on holiday to Greece. Stop I'm you, coming. You're going to come. Are you coming? Yeah. But, Laura, I, you know how I'm a planner, Mum? <laughs> Laura gave us an itinerary. That's, hmm. That goes further than I go. Hmm. We plan- and I appreciated it. I mean, you enjoyed it. But I you, you're quite good at that. I, I don't like to do the shop on the holiday, as in if someone's doing the online food shop, I'm just kind of not on board with that. I'd rather just say what I want to eat. But in terms of, like, locations, I have to plan everything. And I love it. And actually through... Oh, this is a bit sad, isn't it? But, like, every holiday that I've been on, I've always made a bit of a list, an, it- an itinerary of no. where we're going. I want to know whether do. you went... Because I went full, like... Honeymoonzilla on my itinerary with, with on the honeymoon because I was like, this must be the greatest Jessica. holiday of our life. So this is where we're going to eat in Japan. Every like uh, and we were touching like five different places in one day and it was exhausting. Yeah. My step count was phenomenal. Um, but the calorie, um, I don't know if I ever ate into the like deficit of like the calories that I was consuming. Did you go full on in your honeymoon? Where did you go on your honeymoon? Do you know what? I don't... I had a great honeymoon, but I don't think it was the best holiday ever. We had a holiday the year before that where we made a pilgrimage to San Francisco just so we could eat at Chez Panisse. And um, it's still now one of my most memorable table 
experiences. Tell it, me about tell it. Me. We had it, gazpacho, and it just sounds like That's... cold soup is a bit boring, isn't it? Ordinarily, but it was absolutely Delicious. amazing. Why is it so famous? I've n- I've not heard of it. But... So Alice Waters is the chef there, She's and she basically phenomenal. invented kind of farm to table. And it's where what's it? Oh, it's where, uh, what's it? Sa- um, Sammy Nosrat trained. Exactly. I remember now. Well, no, she trained with her. Oh yeah, she did. Sh- she train went and ate there, and she was doing a degree in English, mm. and gave it all up to yeah. go and train as a chef. Yeah, she's she done there. a degree. She was at Berkeley. No, Berkeley. I know, but there's a restaurant in Berkeley. Anyway, no, the restaurant is in Berkeley. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of outside of the city. But a friend of mine, Claire Patax, who made the wedding cake, you know Claire, Violet, Violet. Kate. Yeah, the most delicious cakes. Um, she worked there as well. I mean, it is just... What was she like, the pastry chef? Um, she was working in the pastry, yeah, in the pastry section. Darling, what do you think of the truffle hummus? I like it. It's delicious. I mean, it's gone. We need to open the... I know, we need to open <laughs> the second pot. We haven't even started the podcast properly and we've already got through the bloody package. I quite like the pumpkin. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hold on. What's cooking, Mum? Oh, sorry, it's the... The thyme and lemon infused chicken crown. Darling. I want to know where it all began, your interest in food. Where were you brought up? I was brought up in Huddersfield. I don't always think it was so much about the food. I always think it was more about the kind of kind of ceremonious aspect of eating. Mm. So I'm from a really large family. I How many? Um, well, there was eight of us that lived at home. Shit, Laura, so my, that's huge. I know. Wow, my, I didn't know that. Yeah, my mum married a widower. Um, he um, he was widowed with three children, and my mum had me and my sister. Um, my actual dad was married before he married my mum and had a daughter with that marriage. But at home, it was kind of my... my uh, most of my life was my stepdad and my mum, my sister, Anna, and then my stepsister... And my two stepbrothers. And then my mum's brother lived with us as well. So it was always really fun, really hectic, lots going on. But it was always centred around the table, right? That's where we came to eat. That's where we came to talk. It's where we came to argue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, I don't know, yeah, just everything around was like around the kitchen, around the dinner table. My mum loves entertaining. And I always used to be... The waitress. She used to make a killer chocolate tour, and I'd always be like, "Mum, please." Oh, she's please. a really fancy cook, though. No, it was quite. She, my mum does. My mum loves cooking and loves entertaining. But again, she's more about the ceremonious aspect of it as well. Okay. So she just. My mum loves like people knocking on the door and popping in for a cup of tea, and we've always kind of had that feeling at home. Did she work as well? Um, she did do bits and pieces, but she had five kids, so she was like looking after us and doing bits and pieces and just. I mean, imagine getting five kids out of the door to school. I just want to know what was the meal that is memorable of her. Was it lots of tray bakes, casseroles, Kievs? I don't know. Oh, do you know what? I can't. I can't really remember. I mean, I loved chicken nuggets, and I'm, do you know what? a massive treat for me was when I used to. My dad used to pick me up at the weekend, and we would beg him to go to like a fast food joint and get chicken nuggets. And uh, he'll always say, now, do you remember? Do you remember when all you wanted was fast food? And now I'm like, no, no, I can't <laughs> eat that. I can't eat that. Your poor, tr- your poor children. I know. But, um, yeah, it was always just really hectic at home. And I, I really thrived in that kind of fast-paced environment. So I think, again, it's not so much about the food. It's about that feeling that it creates and that kind of, I don't know, togetherness. So, what, did, you, did you cook when you were at home? Yeah, but I was so cheeky at home. I used to make the cake batter 
And I used to eat the cane batter before it went so in the oven. So delicious, though. I understand Isn't that. Isn't that disgusting? And at my top tree at home, someone reminded me of this the other day. I used to make myself smash with... Um, What's smash? It's potato, the packet dry potato that you add milk okay. or water to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't judge me. And they no. had Martians that they advertised it. Potato why? smash. Do you remember the Martians? Don't know. Is that Martian? why you were called It was a Martian smash? on the advert. I used to sit on our, like, faux marble countertop listening to ABBA and I had a bowl of smash and then I used to make a little hole in the middle and just pour it full of uh, instant gravy. I used to love that. <laughs> We've got mashed potato tonight oh, with thank trouble. You. Oh, yum. That's that a step would up be from fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I just need to know, Jessie, winding back mm. before I go and put loads of food on, what did you do? At, did you do cookery at school? I did food tech. So yeah. I'm quite, I'm dyslexic and I, I think I always really struggled with written subjects at school um, or anything kind of too in intellectual so I really like lent towards those creative subjects like PE and art and food tech I actually think that I, I actually think that I didn't do geography at school I think I like petitioned and was like look I, don't, I really don't want to do geography or history can I just do a creative subject instead and I think they allowed me to do it thank you Shelley High School in Huddersfield but yeah I didn't do cookery. I did lots of kind of creative things. So, how has that been with you launching? Well, multiple. No, I businesses. want to know, Jesse. You're too quick. I what? want to know how she started, what she did once she left school. Oh my God! Please tell Mum Admiral Crichton's story. Oh my God! Actually, Ooh. do you know what? I do think this is the basis of lots of food things for me. So, I was watching um, Ready Steady Cook one day, right in Huddersfield. Favorite show. Yeah. Was brilliant. Loved it. With Ainsley Harriet. And um, there was this guy on it and he worked, well, he owned an events company in London. And I was like, wow, that seems really cool. Backtracking from that, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at university. So I decided to go to Leeds Metropolitan and study events management, which my dad was like four years organising parties. So your dad wasn't keen on the... Um... <laughs> no, my dad was keen. He was fine with whatever, but he was just like, wow, you're going to study party planning. Okay, sure. <laughs> Suits you to be a fan. Um, and then I did... Uh, my my mum was actually quite poorly at the time, so I decided I wanted to stay in Leeds and I wanted to be close to, like, um, my mum and be at home. So I went to Leeds Met. I was watching Ready, Steady, Cook, right? I was doing my uh, events management university degree. Were you Were you taking it seriously? Lord? I was obviously taking it seriously. Okay, fine. Partying a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was doing a lot of research, okay? okay? Um, <laughs> and I was watching Ready, Steady, Cook, and Johnny Roxborough was on it, and he owned this company called The Admirable Crichton. And listen, like, I didn't even know that party planning companies existed. Like, at school, the... Um, uh, what are they called? Careers advisors. You know, you could be a nurse, or yeah. you could be, like... The obvious but, but who jobs. did plan a party unless you lived in London? Well, exactly, exactly. To be right? honest, exactly. I come from Manchester, you wouldn't have had a party planner. Absolutely not. But I watched this guy and he was talking about, like, sourcing, like, beautiful props from Morocco and talking about food so, like, articulately. And I was like, he's amazing. So I googled the company and um, I applied for a placement there for my second year at uni. And, um, and I... I don't know how I got it. I just, I, it was really, it was really lucky. And I think that was really, really lucky. Because that was like the start of so many things for me. 
I actually wasn't allowed to answer the phone because I was really northern and they said that like my accent was really strong. Bloody cheek. So um, I think I think like maybe they were like, you sound a little bit They'd poor. probably pay you double now. I know, right? You know? Darling, I'm just putting on the tortellini with truffle. Ooh, Laura, Ooh, yes, you're getting babe. a starter, babe. Um, so, but it, do you know what though? If you don't live in London, that whole, this whole, that whole world is absolutely insane. Like, it's absolutely insane. I once, like, the events that I was doing, to put it into perspective, I once went to, like, the King of Kuwait's house in, in like, Knightsbridge or wherever he lives, and I was putting rose water on Margaret Thatcher's hand. <laughs> right? I'm from Huddersfield, and it, it just was so alien to me, and I met such a great group of people who I definitely wouldn't have met had I still been up north and I, I don't know I just really enjoyed it and when my placement was over I really wanted to stay in London so I transferred my course to Greenwich and I carried on working for the Admiral Crichton in the office doing events it was just amazing I remember going to his house once in Notting Hill and they I mean this makes me laugh now they got like um these perspex boxes with syringes in and someone was like oh gosh wow Damien Hurst and I was like, what? A syringe in a box? Um, and they had a tree through the middle of the house wow. and an art gallery on the top floor. Oh, my God. And I just, do you know what? Even now, uh, I really love the, the band James. And whenever I think about those early days of me moving from the north and working in London and working at the Admirable Crichton, it really reminds me of that song lyric, Laid. If I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor. You know what? You've just made me like that fucking song now. It's quite such a like good song. It. It's a great song. That album's amazing. I don't think I've ever... You're right. Are you... I love a best of album. I know people are always <laughs> like, oh, best of. But I'm like, but it's the best of. Why would you not like the best of? <laughs> it's so true. So people always come to you for advice on what to wear, what to, how to style their places, what you're eating as well. Like, so where are some of your favourite places to eat in the UK? Oh, in the UK, wow, that's a hard one. In Cornwall, my friend Simon mm -hmm. has a cafe called The Hidden Hut. Which you introduced me to yes. and is one of my favourites. And we had a barbecue on the beach then. We, we? did. And morning. also Dawn French, when she was on this podcast, said that it was her favourite place. She was, I think she was slightly perturbed that I knew where it was. I thought she thought it was a secret. I said, really? no, Laura Jackson's buggered that for Hidden Hut. Oh, gosh. Uh, so Simon's amazing and I love um, his restaurant, cafe on the beach. Um, where else? I think, I have to say, one of my favourite places in London, two favourite places to eat is mm. either Quo Vardis, because I love Jeremy Lee. I think his food's amazing and I love his pie of the day and duck soup. I really, really like duck soup. Do you like duck soup for the food? Yeah. Or just like, the, you're a Soho girl then? I feel like I am a Soho girl. I really like the fact that they absolutely nail the vegetarian food and they change the menu almost daily. Wine, all natural wine, can't say I'm a huge fan, but the food, I always go and I'm like, this is delicious. 
But yeah, because your husband's a veggie. He is. He's never eating meat or fish. Can you imagine how annoying it is, right, when you go out to a restaurant and you want to share some food and you're like, wow, these... Oh, no, we can't have those. Or this looks nice. Oh, you don't eat those. But I do really love vegetarian food. But that's really, that's really interesting that you... Yeah, I mean, you must have to... Cause, uh, and I've been out for dinner with John and like he, we went to a fish place and he was like, no, don't worry. And like, bless him, I think he had like two small plates. But he's not... I mean... But, He's never eaten it right, so it's not like he's he's eating fish and he knows how delicious it is or whatever meat, and it's been taken away from him. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know, so he's always been given the bowl of potatoes or a side of chips, and he's quite happy with that. But has he never been tempted by anything? I think he once had a bacon sandwich at uni when he was hungover, and he was really sick. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think his body could smoke it. Wow, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, thanks. I love a little bit of pasta before. Yes. Thanks, Mum. some cheese. Oh, thank you. I feel like I'm in Padella. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, I do like Padella as well. There's so many places in London. We're so lucky. So, what have we got here, Mum? Black truffle, grana padano, yeah. tortelloni. I like... Lovely. And a hefty block of parmesan. This is really nice. Thanks so much. Yeah, because I always think of you as quite a big pasta person. Why do I think that? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just... Oh, I love yum. Mmm. Mm-hmm. I love going out to eat. Mm, you can taste the truffle. It's good. So... You know, you, you've put on supper clubs. Mm -hmm. You are the, you know, you're brilliant at hosting. You, you've done, I think we had your Valentine's box, the host Valentine's box. That was very mm. nice. A little, uh, was it a little lamb? No, it wasn't a lamb shank. It was a sh beef shin or something. Oh, yeah, I can't actually. I can't a remember. lamb shoulder. Anyway, your sister got married recently. Mm -hmm. How involved in that wedding were you? Because I saw some pictures on Instagram. Did she allow you to get involved? Did your family go, look, just back off, Laura. We've got this. Or can you not help yourself and you have to get involved? I can't help myself sometimes. But actually, I let, she did the... Um, her and Dan did the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, we had everyone at our house. And I was like, let me just find someone to do the food and we'll do like a Mexican night. And we had frozen margaritas. And it you was, had a mariachi band. They were... Hysterical. Amazing. An all-female band... They just played excellent music. I mean, the neighbours were like, what is going on here? <laughs> As they usually are. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, when we started the supper clubs, we didn't start supper clubs. We didn't invent them, but we were very early adapters mm. into this huge movement of tablescaping, um, you know, kind of having like pop-ups in your home, it being kind of a bit ad hoc. And it all really snowballed from there, really. Do you still do them? No, I, 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 so before COVID, I had a whole year of events with Host, which was really exciting. I was doing something with the Simon. Um, we were going to the Isle of Scilly and having this really big beach feast. I was going to Villa Lina in Tuscany and doing like a weekend takeover and doing these like amazing supper clubs. And everything was She's, kind of yeah. all set to go. And COVID then... happened. Through everything kind of into thin air. And... I had to really reevaluate a lot of things. So then I did the host box because I was thinking, well, I kind of want to do supper clubs because I want to create and provide an experience for people. And people started a hashtag making make, make a, a meal, meal of it. it. And yeah. Amber bought it and loved it. It was mad actually. I, I did this. I did the whole thing about how, you know, we can celebrate any meal time, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. 
and people really got behind it. It was kind of a bit insane. I had people messaging me from Canada, Brazil, Australia saying, hey, Laura, um, I've just had my breakfast, which is a bowl of cereal, but I decided to put my phone down and put some music on, just really be in the moment and enjoy this dinner. And thank you so much for making me like realize the importance of just being present. It sounds really ridiculous, but it was absolutely mad. And from that, I kind of did um, like the, the supper clubs in a box and creating that experience for people. Where you'd have like the beautiful um, wax candles. Yeah, from wax, wax atelier. atelier. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was kind Makes of... Makes a difference, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It? I'm crap at that. You are, you are not. No, I am. No, Jessie is horrendous. Jessie the Christmas table. Jessie is like a dinner lady. She doesn't even serve it up nicely. Like, you know, she I got these I got the I thought I'll get these bowls out. We're not having much, but it will look better than a Jessie would not, she'll just pile it on and then shove stuff on and it's just and you get really depressed when you no, eat. No, that's not true. That? I we had a really great breakfast at your house where you really went to town. You actually lit the barbecue for breakfast. Do you remember? That's because she's got no fucking stove. <laughs> That is actually true. <laughs> I'm like, wow, she's lit the barbecue, but she hasn't got a kitchen. So. I'm more rustic then. Yeah, uh, she's very rustic. Okay, Charlie. what are some of the tips that you would say, like go-to things that people can do to zhuzh up a kind of, you know, lonely or mediocre <laughs> mid... Well, <laughs> forget about my utility room. How would you suggest someone to truss up their autumnal table? Well, I mean, I am a big fan of a tablecloth because they're really inexpensive yeah. and they can last for a lifetime. So I would put a nice tablecloth over the table and just have a candle. I feel like a candle really kind of sets a tone, the atmosphere, mm. it's really lovely. You can turn off kind of the, the lights in the kitchen and just kind of have your Darling, candle. if we'd have eaten in my dining room, in my, the, the, we, I don't do normally... Why, make it, why am I sat on the floor here? <laughs> no, because, no, because, we, because of the sound in the conservatory, which is where we would eat with the tablecloth. I just want to ask something. Yes. As someone who's been left with all the cooking at the moment, Laura, which yes. doesn't always leave me in the best mood... I have dishes that I know I absolutely can make with my eyes closed and it will be nice. Mm -hmm. But I can't keep giving those all the time. What's your go-to dish? Oof. I really like the Zuni cookbook, um, Chicken Bread Salad. Babe, I did that after you posted about it because that's how, you know, influential you are. It's such a good one, isn't it? Mum, it's so good. It's absolutely ludicrously insane. It's so simple as well, but it's so delicious. Also, hang on a minute. You make a good cheese sandwich because my husband was I talking know. about your cheese sandwiches for a really long time. I know, but that was just, it was luck. It was good cheese and nice tomatoes. I know. The ratio was perfect. Yeah. Two very handsome men at that kids' party came up and said about the cheese and tomato yeah, sandwich. They did. They're like, who is the caterer? And I'm like, it's Lenny Lyon. <laughs> Making sandwiches at seven in the morning. So that, yeah. Okay, Zuni Cafe, yeah. chicken bread salad. Tell everyone what it is. So it is um, chicken and it is sourdough bread. It's the juices from the chicken, it's currants and it's lettuce. It sounds really boring, but all together... It's, it's got the vinegar. It's, the it's got the vinegar. So you kind of make this 
Is it a dinner dish or lunch? I think it's a really amazing Sunday lunch dish because you're kind of hitting that carbohydrate, the protein, the salad. It's sharing, it's feasting. It can be on the middle, like in the middle of the table. It looks gorgeous. And it looks good. How do you dress it up? Well, I just kind of don't really. I just put it all on one big platter in the middle of the table and sprinkle some herbs on the top, put some kind of big cutlery either side and let everyone tuck in. What's your go-to veggie dish? Because you've got a veggie mm. husband. That we're always. We're, it's not my strong point. I'm always looking to be instructed about vegetarian food. I reckon it's anything to do with beans. I am a huge. This is why I really like that truffle hummus, by the way, because I love anything that's beans. So, I, do you know what? Someone did a podcast when I was a guest. I was talking about my love of beans, and they started a bean brand because I said. That I loved beans so much. Hey, I think it's called Bold Beans. That's how influential you are. You're now getting, helping bold other beans. people. Yeah. So what brands. do you do with your beans? I um, fry them off in leeks and onion and loads of spices. And then I put my beans in and then I'll put some What kind sort of, of beans sauce. do you do? The jarred beans. So, you know, I've, the like these are, I've got some. They're the best. Yeah. yeah. Brindisa. What, the butter beans or the... Butter the, beans or... The black the eye Why beans? are they so much better than the other? They're just so much better than tinned. They're like sweeter, softer. Mm. So you just put them with leeks and um, I do kind of beans, leeks, um, onions, lots of herbs. And then I'll add like grated... Basically how you would make a risotto, right? I make it with beans. But then in the end, I'll kind of put in some kale or some kind of like green leafy vegetable and then I'd serve she it. put wine in it? Put sometimes white a bit wine? of white wine and garlic. Yeah, just basically how I would do a risotto but then I'll always kind of finish it off with a really nice bit of cheese like a... So you use leeks instead of onions? No, I use leeks and onions. Okay. I'd like try and pack it with flavour really. And do you change the cheese that you'd have on the top? So, no, I... it mostly parmesan? No, I, I well sometimes I have it depends. Do you know what? If I'm in a real rush, I'll just make it really simply and I'll just grate some parmesan on it. But if I want it to look really nice, I will kind of add either like a burrata or a um, goat's curd or a ricotta on the top and with like lemon and salt and pepper good, and olive oil. She See, makes it I seem would, effortless. It, it, is effortless. it sounds effortless, but I, but I'm not a confident vegetarian cook. But would you I'm feel like you'd need to do something else on top of that? No, wouldn't you? I, I wouldn't because it sounds so nourishing and mm. hearty. What would you Serve it with. Well, at this time of year, maybe you like a radicchio and orange salad with some dill. <laughs> I sound really fancy. I promise I'm not. But it's I, 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 I yeah. Do you like dill? Which is your favourite herb? Uh, do you know what my favourite herb? Oh, that's a hard one. I really like lemon verbena with tomato. <gasps> I've got lemon thyme there that Sam's mum lemon gave me. Lemon v- verbena with tomato. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had it. I'm all about a good olive oil. Yeah, I know. Who's your, what's your favourite olive oil? Oh, that's really hard. Do you know what I really like doing wherever I go on holiday, which, I mean, I've not been anywhere for ages, is just getting a bottle of the olive oil where I am and taking it home. That's always oh, my favourite. great idea. Scopolos olive oil is the best olive oil. Well, she's coming next year. Yeah, I'm so coming. Yeah, you will find the olive oil the best. Mm. We've dunked some crisps into truffle. We've had our... We've dug into tortellini flat truffle... Mum, is there more truffle to come in this next uh, episode of Taste the Difference, Sainsbury's uh, Table Morris Piper potatoes mashed with truffle. Okay, so before we just get the older mains on, Last Supper, Laura, you know the, sh- you know the drill. Starter, main, dessert, drink of choice. Oh, 
I think that my starter would be that gazpacho in San Francisco at Chez Panisse. It was so good. What made it so good? Because I... It's yeah. really ridiculous, but it had these kind of little flowers on it, and I think they were rosemary flowers, but it was just so tasty, and you ordinarily think... What do rosemary flowers look like? I think they're just... Well, they're just tiny little flowers. Oh, lovely. Okay. But it was so flavoursome and a bit of a, like punch in the mouth kind yeah. of situation that I was like this is really really good for main course it would definitely be um, a Mexican dish and I've where did this love for Mexico come from I really do you know what I actually don't know I went to Mexico City and I think that I I wasn't really sure what to expect I think I'd had Mexican food in England and in the States but I hadn't quite understood how utterly brilliant Mexican cuisine was until I went to Mexico City and we went to this restaurant called Contramar and it's absolutely amazing and they do this like massive fish dish and um, half of it is covered in this kind of like green um, salsa and the other half is covered in a red salsa mm -hmm. and you get your tacos with it and you just kind of put the fish in the tacos with some, some kind of like um, uh, like vinegar onions and lots of other like salsas and dips and I, I really like picky food right mm. and it's just so good it's so good it's only open for lunch and they come out they've got a big trolley car and it is like I don't know I can't so you didn't get Montezuma's revenge in in Mexico no I didn't actually you never got Dicky Belly no never you never, never. at the right spots we obviously haven't been eating at the right spots mum Mexico City is an absolute haven of amazing, amazing restaurants. Um, we went to another place called Maximo Bistro. This will make you laugh. We were sat at this restaurant and I was like, these are really nice napkins. Yeah. John's like, oh my God, please don't ask where the napkins are from. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yum, thanks. Thank you. Um, John's like, please don't ask where the napkins are from. Anyway, what, is, this, is this a regular thing that you like to do? Well... Yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah. I want to know where the napkins are from, yeah. where the curtains are made, where the cutler is from. Yeah. Anyway, managed to Google Translate and get this guy's email, then was messaging him when I got back from holiday. Yeah. And um, through Google Translate, managed to get 30 napkins made in Oaxaca, sent to him in Mexico City, and then he posted them onto me. Oh, that's amazing. From Maximo Bistro. Yeah. Mad. Ridiculous. And do you still use them? I still use them. I love them. Will you be having something like that in a glass set? Probably, yes. But just, but like, just honestly, like Mexico City was really cosmopolitan. It was just a real, it blew me away. And we've been back four times since. Oh, really? Yeah, I love it. What do you think about taking kids there? Do you think you could, um... No. How's your, how are your kids eating? We pass some of the, um, the veg and the, and the truffle flowers are nice. This is yum, Mum. This is this, like a really nice Sunday lunch. Yeah, this chicken is really moist. It's really lovely. Mum, -hmm. it's really good. Thank you very much. Okay, can we talk about Glasset? Are you allowed mm. to talk about it? Yeah, so, I mean, launched it. How many brands are you going to have on there? Mm. Over 100. How did you choose the brands? Well, were there lots of people that you've maybe collaborated with before that you were a big fan of? Do you know what? I really... I want to do something where I feel that it has a legacy and do something with purpose. Mm -hmm. 
And I was at home in January. The most depressing month of... I mean, that was a dark it's time. the worst time of lockdown. January was really depressing. I just had a baby and um, everything just felt like oof, cold, dark and a bit miserable. Not having the baby, that was great. Um, but re- do you know what? You, I know that you'll agree with me, but when you have time to really sit and think about things and you can just be present you're not having to run around be a hundred things to a hundred different people you actually are your at your most creative i feel like those points in my life are really poignant in terms of light bulb moments right so um i was like shopping for homeware and trying to get stuff and like dming instagram sellers and finding out where the pop-up markets would be and i was just a bit like well why isn't the one place that aggregates all of these um options to shop homeware in one place and also not that i think homeware and interiors for a really long time has been quite quite polarized it's been about one type of person Mm. um and normally somebody who's got a lot of money but Mm -hmm. lockdown really changed the way that we we think about our home every well the majority of people have a home whether you're living in your mum's house, you're renting renting with your girlfriends, you're renting with your partner, you're lucky enough to own your own home. Mm. But those four walls that we surround ourselves with, we want to make as lovely as possible and as joyful as possible. And I love the extraordinary in the ordinary. So just the joy that like, you know, sat down here, I was like, wow, look at these glasses, where are these from? It's such an icebreaker, it's such a talking point, it makes a table. Um, And I kind of just wanted to put all of these incredible brands that I'd found or bought from in one place for other people to find joy in these objects as well. And will it be, well, range from affordable to maybe more high-end? Well, it's all, affo- it's all affordable at the moment. Yeah, it's all kind of low to mid price point. We're not doing anything bigger than a, a chair at the moment, but I think right. we're going to branch out into kind of bigger pieces of furniture. So we got to your main. Mm-hmm. Um... What about your pudding? Pudding is a hard one. Why? Because I really love a cheese plate. I can never decide between a pudding or a cheese course, but do you know who does the most amazing desserts? Whenever I go to spring, the <gasps> restaurant. My mum's favourite place. My favourite restaurant on uh, earth. What, why, what's so great about their puds? So delicious. They, their ice cream is amazing. Ice cream or sorbet. It's, you, can, it's you cannot not off have the it. scale. I don't trust a person who orders sorbet as their pudding. It's no, like, but you that don't is know. A, it's, what they a, do is seasonal, whatever's in season, they make a sorbet or an ice cream okay. out of it. I think it's the best food. So, it's so good there. So, okay, which would you be, what would be on your cheese plate? I always like a blue cheese. Mm. Which I, one? Mm. What for? No, I can never say it. Stilcher, Stiltonetti or whatever it's called Ooh, from Neil's Yard. I can never say it. Oh, I, I like Campazola. Mm. I like favorite. the Italian blue cheese. Unctuous. Mm. Okay. And then I'm, I, I do like a cheddar, like a Montgomery or something like that. And then I'll always have a goat's cheese. I like a goat's cheese. I like a, goat's cheese. a hard or a soft one? Soft. That's what she said. Oh, no, that's not what she said. Because, <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, filthy. So, Mum. What is for pudding? This is Taste the Difference Autumn Edition Winter Berry Crumble. Oh, I like that. Finished with lightly spiced flapjack topping. And we've got vanilla custard infused with cream. That's, do you want the that. custard or do you want the cream? Well, isn't it infused with cream? So I'm getting bo- both. Do you want custard? Because it's going in the microwave, darling. <laughs> 
how's your poop, Laura? I really like it. I've not had custard for ages. I like custard. Yeah. Mmm. Um, mm. Good ratio of a... I love the flapjack topping. Yeah, and it's like a hefty bit of winterberry in there. I like it. This custard is just gorgeous. Laura Jackson, do you have good table manners? I'd like to think so, yeah. I just took my hair off the table, <laughs> didn't I? Snatched it away. my elbow away. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do. Did you learn any really good tips from Admiral Crichton? Absolutely. I learned so many tips. Come on, give us some. Do, oh. do you serve from the left or the right? Well, I actually can't remember, but you either serve from the left or the right and you do pour the drinks from the left or the right. I can't remember which one it is, but you could never say... That's um, not very helpful. Laura, that's hopeless. I know, I know. But also, what was... Um, I think it was I think, serve to the right and then pour from the left. What did Jack Whitehall's mum worry about, etiquette, about starting to eat or...? Oh, yeah, she loved that her husband always waited for her to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Did you... We could never say toilet. You would only ever Lavatory. Lou. Lou. Oh, you'd say Lou. I'd say lavatory. Oh, yeah. I hate well, the name toilet. I hate toilet. Yeah. That was Why one don't you thing. like... I just, it's just... Who it taught was, you uh, that, Mum? My parents always said lavatory. That's just, it's just a kind of really snobby way of saying the Lou. Yeah. That was sort of, that's what I was taught. Okay. Well, that is very helpful. Mm. Never say toilet. What's your worst table manner in somebody else? Oh. Or lack of. What's my worst? So many. I think when somebody talks with their um, with their mouth full well, of food, I think I do that all the time. No, now. you don't. Do you? Doing a podcast, yeah. No. Laura Jackson, thank you so much for being on Table Manners thank for you. our special episode. Um, good luck with Glosset. Thank you. And I mean, you don't need any luck. It, you're going to be fine, aren't you? Oh, Absolutely. I've had such a nice evening. Can I take home my um, triple cheddar? Yeah, you can. Thank Absolutely. Well, Mum, we dived into the pasta, we yeah. dunked into the truffle hummus, yeah. and we dug into the crumble. How delicious was that? I feel very satisfied, quite full. Me too. B bit sleepy. Yeah. Ready for bed. Yeah, me too. But you don't have loads of pots and pans to wash up. No, darling. It's quite a beautiful thing. I think I'm going to make it the thing that I do this autumn when I'm entertaining. Oh, yeah. Use the Sainsbury's Autumn Edition. Delicious. Um, thank you to Laura Jackson. I love her so much. She is about to kind of take over the world with her homeware, entrepreneurial business brilliance. And yes, she will have an interiors podcast coming out. And so if you have checked out Laura's house or any of her interior inspiration, then definitely, and you're doing your house up or your flat up, that will be a podcast to definitely check out. Um, and then to trust all the interiors up with her homeware just glass out she needs to give you advice about christmas table yeah well hon why doesn't she give you the advice because i'll be doing the cooking you can okay. do the table perfect i don't want none of that bloody tinsel oh, i love tinsel anyway we hope you're all right i hope you're enjoying this autumn and seasonal flavors Go give Sainsbury's Taste the Difference Autumn Edition range a little go. Pop in store or check out the Sainsbury's website for more details. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for more deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs>